Welcome to this edition of Build Your Tribe. Today, we're talking about how to get unstuck, how to just get over yourself, pull the trigger, and start. Welcome to Build Your Tribe with your host, Shalene Johnson. A growing body of research now confirms that gratitude is incredibly important in the process of becoming unstuck. Dr. Robert Emmons, a professor of psychology at UC Davis and leading scientific researcher on the science of gratitude, reported on his scientific studies at UC Davis the following. The practice of gratitude can have a dramatic and lasting effect on a person's life. It can lower blood pressure, improve immune function, facilitate more efficient sleep, and gratitude reduces lifetime risk of depression, anxiety, and substance abuse disorders. And it's the key resilient factor in the prevention of suicide. Gratitude is the first step to getting unstuck. But in this episode of Build Your Tribe, I'm going to dig deeper than gratitude because I know you've heard that before and I know what you're going to tell me. Shalene, I've tried that, but I'm still stuck. I want to help you understand a little bit more about the brain, but I want you to know this. You're not crazy. You're not alone. And you can change this. First of all, there's a number of reasons why you may feel stuck. I mean, we all feel stuck from time to time. There's the stuck that we feel because we're paralyzed by fear. Like there's something we want to do. There's something we want to change. There's an action we'd like to take, but for some reason we just don't do it or we can't see it. We feel stuck, almost as if we don't know what to do. And then there's that stuck feeling that happens when we don't even feel like doing anything. We don't know what to do. We just know something doesn't feel right, like we're unhappy. And it feels like we can't get out of this mode, like you've lost your mojo. Either which feeling of stuck you may be experiencing at any given time, the way to get out of it is the same. But what is meant by the term stuck? I mean, it's something we've all felt from time to time, but what does it mean? Well, to be stuck is to feel as though you can't change position. You can't change. You can't move forward. You can't move laterally. You can't move backwards. You're just almost paralyzed. One thing we all have in common when we feel stuck is that we also feel unhappy. We feel unhappy because we don't feel content. There's this this feeling that there's something more we should be doing, which is very different from somebody who's in one place and has no intention, no desire to move, to change anything. But when you want to change something, but yet at the same time you feel paralyzed to change things, to do things, to make things happen, to make a decision, to pull the trigger, well, it's impossible to feel good because you know there's this drive inside of you that you should be doing something. So let's establish that as a baseline, that you, in fact, know you want to move, you want to make something happen, you want to change. Then that means you've got to get unstuck. What is it that's holding you back? Fear? Conditioning? A belief? I find when talking and working with people that it's a belief. They believe that if they try, they're going to fail. They believe that if they don't do it perfectly, people will judge them. They develop this worst case scenario and they can picture it and they can see it. And it's so horrific that it's big enough for that fear to hold them back. Now, more often than not, this is a belief or conditioning, a way of thinking that has been implanted in your head by someone else or maybe even an earlier experience. 
You know, it's just like the story of the baby elephants and the chains that are used to hold them in place when they're infants. So when elephants are kept in captivity and they're first born, they're often chained to a relatively small chain and a wooden stake. Now, at the time when they're young, tiny baby elephants, which sounds so cute, doesn't it? But when they're little tiny baby elephants and they're kept in captivity, these chains are relatively heavy, heavy enough that if they did try to escape, which they do when they're babies, the chain keeps them secured. They can't leave. They can't move. They're stuck. And as these baby elephants grow into adolescence and then huge adult elephants, they're still using these tiny little chains, these chains that they could very easily escape or move from. But these tiny little chains keep them stuck. They keep them secure. They keep them from moving, from leaving. Why? Because from the time that they were very young, they were conditioned to believe that they couldn't do it. They couldn't move. They couldn't leave. It's not the chain itself that's holding these adult elephants hostage. It's the belief that the chain is holding them in one place that keeps them stuck. So ask yourself, who has placed chains on you from maybe an early age or early experience or exposure to just ideas and concepts from the people who cared for you and raised you? Which of their ideas and beliefs, limiting beliefs, that you inherited around it, you were exposed to it, we don't even realize that so much of our thinking is passed on from our parents and our caregivers and the people that we spend time with in our early formative years. Some of their beliefs right now are these little teeny tiny chains, threads that are holding you hostage, and they don't even belong to you. You should really break free from them. But the only way you're going to do that is if you recognize that they're not really yours and they're unrealistic and they're limiting your life. Once you recognize that you have these limiting beliefs, what do you do about it, right? Like, how do you change those beliefs? So one of the best ways to change your beliefs is with evidence. Maybe something happened where you did fail and your parents or your caregivers or even yourself, you just went over it in your head over and over and over again so that that one experience turned into this like mountain of evidence in your head. Well, the only way to create more evidence is to try and to be okay with the fact that you might fail, but to know that a certain percentage of the time you're going to succeed. And then that goes in your positive experience folder, right? Like if you think about an evidence folder, you need the evidence the positive evidence that when you try things, you don't die. The world doesn't come crashing down. Maybe it doesn't go well and you try again. Like the world doesn't have to come to a screeching halt. No one's going to judge you. No one's going to throw stones at you. No one's going to point fingers or talk about you. That just, it doesn't happen. It never happens. But we allow our childlike fears of these things happening to stop us from creating positive experiences. And that's frankly what you need to do. So you need to start a lot smaller. And that's the other thing I wanted to tell you is that the other reason why people get stuck is because they look at where they want to go and it's very far off in the distance. Whatever it is we're talking about for you, I don't know what that is. Maybe you're stuck right now in a marriage or a relationship or your home or your job or like everything feels stuck. Well, pick one tiny little thing. Actually pick one little area that you want to change. Let's say that is your job, like you, you just can't handle being in the job that you have right now, and you want to start your own business. 
And when you think of it, it's so big, it's so gargantuan that you don't even know where to start. And so you never start, you never move, you're stuck. Instead, what I want you to do is just decide to do something. Take action that takes less than 10 minutes, but it kind of relates to where it is you want to go. So you've got this job that you hate and you want to start a business. I've got an idea. How about listening to a few episodes of Build Your Tribe or listen to other podcasts that have topics very specific to what it is you're thinking about doing? And I know what you're going to say to me now. That's the problem, Shalene. I'm so stuck. I don't even know what I could or should be doing. I don't even know what it is. Great. Fine. No problem. You can't stump me, sister, brother. You are still going to move. So now what I want you to do is just tomorrow, put it on your calendar that you're going to spend 10 minutes coming up with a list, an exhaustive brainstorm of every possible thing that you could start doing as possible passive income. Now, once you've got that list, just pick something that looks interesting and listen to a podcast on it. Now you're moving. You see, movement creates momentum. People feel stuck when the first step seems like a giant leap. You don't need to do that. You don't need to leap. You don't need to sprint. You don't need to run. You don't even need to know your final destination. You don't have to think about, will you run out of gas? And will you be able to do this if I can just convince you to think a little smaller? And I don't mean smaller in terms of your dream. I mean smaller in terms of your first step. It doesn't have to be a leap. I just need you to scoot your feet a couple inches forward. How do you get unstuck? By moving. Moving incrementally forward. In fact, you can move forward and back, forward and back. It's not all going to be forward progress. Now, I grew up in Michigan, and if you've ever driven in a cold weather state and had had the lovely experience of sliding off the road and into a ditch, especially if you don't have snow tires on, or if you end up in the mud in a ditch, the way that you get out isn't by slamming your foot on the accelerator and letting the wheels spin as quickly as possible. You rock your car forward and back. You put in drive, you put in reverse. You put in drive, you put in reverse. And that's kind of what needs to happen when you're trying to get unstuck. That means you have to know, you have to accept, you have to set realistic expectations that it's not all going to be forward progress. But even rocking forward and then back a few inches is still moving. You're going to get out if you're moving. My next tip for you is to change your reality. I mean, you've heard me say this before, but your reality is whatever it is you're focused on. It's whatever you believe. So if you already think I'm stuck, I'm afraid to move, I'm afraid to take a chance, I don't know what to do, I don't know what's the right next step, like that's what you're focusing on. So you're creating the reality of being stuck by focusing on the fact that you're stuck. Don't speak those words. Don't speak them to yourself. Don't say them in your head. Don't say them out loud. Start doing the opposite, even if you feel like a phony. Even if it doesn't feel legit. I want you to start telling people, yeah, I'm taking some steps, making some action plans. Uh, I'm starting to move, starting to make things happen. Just say that. Most people aren't kind or interested enough to ask an additional question anyways. And even if they do, cool, puts you on the spot and you can say something simple like, well, I'm starting with some brainstorms, just starting with the mindset. You know, just you've got to create that reality. If you believe that you're stuck, if you believe that things aren't going to go well, if you believe that you don't know where to begin, then that's the truth. Then you don't know where to begin. Then you are stuck. And it's funny how what we repeat, what we're telling people, we don't even realize that we're drawing more of that to us. Case in point, regularly, 
I get people who will reach out to me in social media and they'll say things like, you know, I really want to get unstuck or I, I really want to make these changes, but uh, my husband lost his job recently and then my mother-in-law got in a car accident and we had to take her in and then blah, blah, blah. And they just go through this list of all the reasons why, all the excuses, all the bad things that are happening in their life that are preventing them from making the changes, taking the action they need to take. And my point, the first thing I think of when I get a message like that is like, well, of course, because that's all you're focusing on. There's a bajillion things going on in your life right now that are really fantastic that make action possible, but you're just recapping and recounting and classifying each and every obstacle, which means that's all you're focused on. And when you're focusing on an obstacle, it's what you hit. If you're riding your bike and you think to yourself, wow, I'm pretty close to that curb. I don't want to hit the curb. And you look at the curb, guess what you're going to hit? But if you know the curb is next to you and you refuse to look at it, instead you have your eyes fixated on where it is you want to go, you'll never hit the curb. This is a habit that I think most people who are in this mindset, they think of themselves as positive people. And maybe you are a really positive person, but you're still focusing on the negative in your life. You might have a great attitude around other people. You might be fun to be around and, and in a good mood and happy and vivacious and all these things. So you think you're a positive person, but your thinking is negative. And you know your thinking is negative if when you consider moving, getting yourself unstuck, the first thing that pops into your head are obstacles or things that are getting in your way. That is a habit. That way of thinking is habitual. But the good news is all habits can be changed, good and bad. You can change this habit. How do you do that? Stop recounting, recapping, and going over the negative. Don't do it because you think it's interesting or fun or vulnerable. Don't do it because you think it motivates you to have this internal dialogue. It doesn't. It doesn't serve you. Drop it. Change it. You got to move. You got to get unstuck. We've got to change that negative loop. In fact, you know, being stuck, it's more about a mental state. I think you probably know this than it is a physical state, than it is a state of your reality. It's how you're framing opportunity in your head. But how do you change thinking? Do you do it by reciting mantras, by just telling yourself to think positive? You know, you've heard those suggestions before. Just believe in yourself. Just start. Well, that's all well and good. But I've also found that if you can just fake your way there. If you can fake it till you make it, your brain often follows. A great example of this is when you've decided that you hate your job. As soon as you start focusing on that thought, I hate everything about this job. I hate Sunday nights because I'm thinking about how much I hate Monday mornings. Your job becomes worse and worse and worse. And you fall deeper into that way of thinking. What if you just pretended that it didn't suck? What if you just told yourself that it's pretty great? Instead of focusing on the things that you can't stand about your current situation, you started really searching for the things that are awesome, the things that are great, the things that are actually a blessing, things that you do love, because they're there if you just look for them. Well, if you were to just fake it, get this, your job would actually start getting better. It would. And another way that you can fake it till you make it is by thinking about your physical presence. If you're smiling, if you're sitting up tall, if you're using good posture, if you are just trying to move through your day looking like a positive, happy person, guess what starts to happen with your brain? I mean, try this right now. Just frown. Slump down your chair. Relax your face. Now, do whatever you have to do with your body to really convince 
someone who is looking at you that you have no energy. Like they would look at you and think, wow, he has no energy or she is really bummed out today. Like you're an actress or an actor, just take on that body language right now. Your eyes, your face, your shoulders, allow your shoulders to slump. And I guarantee if I ask you to maintain this body language, even by yourself, for the next hour or so, you'd start to take on some of the thinking that goes along with what your body is telling the world. You'd start to think, man, I'm tired. I just don't feel like doing anything. I've lost my mojo. I'm kind of in a bad mood. Am I depressed? Like your brain follows your body. So if you sit up tall, if you act energetically, even if you don't feel it, you will eventually feel it. Like people ask me this question all the time. Where do you get your energy? How do I get my mojo? Just pretend you have it and watch it show up. There's rarely a time when I feel like exercising, like I actually like, wow, I just can't wait to sweat. I just can't wait to, you know, kill myself in the gym. I don't feel that way. But I begin to change my body language. I walk with energy. I hold my posture with energy. And then I start to feel a lot more energy. Like that's a habit for me. If you're going to get unstuck, we've got to change the way you think. And in order to change the way you think, often that starts with changing the way you are, your body language, like movement can help you change your mentality. I say this all the time. I exercise not to be a certain size or to look a certain way. I exercise for my mental well-being. I exercise to get a cutting edge. I exercise for creativity, for productivity. And these are all things that you need to get unstuck. It's so easy to fall into a deep, dark depression, to feel anxiety and despair and loneliness and just feelings of unhappiness. And those things are like a downward spiral. The sooner you can get out of that, the better. But once you start recognizing and focusing on like, wow, I'm, I'm unhappy. I feel like a lot of anxiety. Now you're focusing on that and you're gonna bring more of it to you. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that you can fix all of these things without help. You may, in fact, if you are truly beyond stuck, if you feel as though you might be suffering from depression or panic attacks, I want you to seek help. You know I'm a big fan of therapy, but just by changing your physicality, you can begin to change your thinking. And the very last piece of advice I have for you to get unstuck is to just start. Pull out a piece of paper, pull out a piece of paper, grab a pen, and just start brainstorming. So often I find that people are stuck because they never learn the skills of reverse engineering a big goal. Like, And even if this isn't a goal, even if you can't even come up with a goal because you don't even know what you want, you got to get those thoughts out of your head and onto paper. That's the only way you're going to make sense of them. It's the only way you're going to find direction and purpose and something that you think you might want to try. And you know what? You just have to try it. Oftentimes I find that people get stuck and they don't even start because they're afraid that once they decide where they want to start and what they want to do, that it might be the wrong thing. And if I don't pick the right business, if I don't know the right direction, if I'm trying to decide between going back to school or starting a business, what if I make the wrong decision? And they're so afraid of making the wrong decision that they make no decision and they never start. I need you to make it messy and just experiment. Permission to flop, permission to fail, because it's really not failure. 
the only way that you can possibly fail is by doing nothing, by staying stuck. Movement, forward and back. Movement that takes you from where you are today to where you want to be starts with small incremental steps. I know it's scary. I know you're afraid. But if you weren't, you couldn't call yourself courageous. Courageous people do things in spite of the fear that they feel. Feel the fear and do it anyways. Today, it's time to start. Thank you so much for being here today on this episode of Build Your Tribe. As always, it's my goal to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun, and then be done. This edition of Build Your Tribe was brought to you by 131 Movement. Stop dieting. Save your brain. Save your gut. Live longer. Feel better. Stop going on a diet or following somebody else's rules and figure out what it means to have your own diet. Figure out a method that actually serves you, that helps you to be a better version of yourself. Let go of all of this craziness and confusion that surrounds diet and understand the science, the science of one, the study of one. Join the 131 movement today. We're taking back the word diet and getting what we are rightfully entitled to which is our health. You deserve not just to look amazing, but to feel amazing. I'd love for you to learn more about my personal journey and why this is a true passion for me. I invite you to learn more by going to 131movement.com.